Okay, happy Saturday morning, everyone. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. And uh, looks like this weekend is going to be a far cry from last weekend where weather was a major impact on about four or five games. And we have, um, it looks like nothing but glorious weather forecasts wherever I look across the country. So, Wiz, I think I'm looking forward to a busy offensive weekend in the NFL. How are you today? Yeah, I'm doing okay. Could be. Uh, I think there's some, uh, you know, you got to see, you know, again, a lot of players, you're not quite sure about the injury status. There just seems to be a lot of trickery and chicanery when it comes to this stuff. Um, I know that I got uh, three different texts from three different owners of uh, Aaron Jones on Thursday at around seven o'clock asking, you know, what they should do. And, it's just so tough. It's so tough. It looked like, you know, on Monday and Tuesday that he wasn't going to play. And then when, you know, the Green Bay Packers were down to just a few running backs, it looked like, yeah, he was going to play. And then, you know, he'll play, but he'll be an emergency back. And then it was more like uh, he'll play, but they're going to sprinkle him in a little bit and he'll be in a timeshare. And then, you know, the game starts. He's out there. He handled the ball probably in the first five or six plays. Uh, was a, was was a, the main part of the offense. Um, you know, along with Devontae Adams, of course, as usual. But uh, it's just so difficult when you're just not quite sure um, – about the transparency of what these teams are saying and uh, and and what the what the player is going to do in terms of how much he's going to be out there, so that made it difficult, and that continues to make it difficult. You know, it's interesting as well. Like you, you look at last week, the usage of the San Francisco Forty Nine er running backs, and and San Francisco was also impaired as a result of a combination of both injuries and COVID. And, uh, you know, I, I had thought Trent Taylor was going to have a big game. Richie James, who has been banged up all year, he comes out. He has like 175 yards receiving and a touchdown. I mean, you just can't make some of this stuff up. Jermichael Hasty, you know, a player that's looked very, very good, uh, really was completely rendered completely useless in this game. I'll, I'll go, you, go one step further. I actually started Jermichael Hasty over Aaron Jones in one league. <laughs> so you talk no, about. It's, it's, you know, yeah, no, that, I know. And then there was. It depended really what your other choices were, and uh, it, it, especially in a game like that where San Francisco was so sure, so short-handed that if it was a different type of game, and you know the Packers really needed the game, and you know it was going to be difficult to win, then you could say, okay, you know Aaron Jones is going to have a, a big workload in this game, but you just weren't sure. But you know, getting to your point about Richie James, when you watch him play, it, the thing that that I question is. Why isn't he out there when he's healthy? Like, you know, I know he's been banged up at times, but even when he's healthy, he doesn't even step on the field. And look, I know that you've liked Dante Pettis in the past, and he had him as a, you know, one of your sleepers last year. And I, I like the player as well. I think he's one of the best route runners in the NFL, but he just has lost his confidence. But, like, considering the receivers the 49ers have, when I see performances like that, I'm thinking to myself, why aren't these guys out there more often? Why aren't they playing more often? Yeah, that's what, the, you know that's the thing I always think to myself. Sometimes I, I don't necessarily think even the coaching staff has a good grasp on the ability of the depth chart of some of their players. It just you know just it, it, you know looks to me uh, it just looked to me that he was really explosive and uh, he just should be on the field more. 
Well, we're going to get a number of players, uh, speaking of getting on the field, who are going to get some opportunity here. I'm not sure who's quarterbacking the Dallas Cowboys this week. We're going to have a new quarterback in Jacksonville. So some new looks, stuff going on. Uh, I think you have to pay attention if you're a Matthew Stafford owner. So far, he seemed to have tested negative uh, for the rest of the week. I think he's got one more test to go. Otherwise, you'll see Chase Daniel, at quarterback there. So so it's going to be an interesting week in the NFL. But I, you know, like I said, I look at this week, there's some, so there's some matchups that I think could lead to some potential offensive shows uh, so let's get right to it let's start moving along and uh, we're going to tackle the quarterback position so uh, I- I'm going to I'm going to lead off with the quarterback position this week and I, I think if, if I think we've seen enough at this point of Justin Herbert to to really have confidence in this player week in and week out now somehow uh, the Chargers have managed to lose a lot of these games uh, and most of it's been you know, due to a collapse on the defensive side of the ball, certainly not due to the play of Justin Herbert. Uh, this is a game, it's a, it's actually a pretty big game, and, and, and I think Justin Herbert uh, against this Raider defense, which isn't particularly strong. I know they had a good game last week, but that's with 40 to 50 mile an hour wins in Cleveland. But I think Justin Herbert could be a top three or four quarterback this week. He's probably in the top 10, but I think he's going to be higher than that. So that's a quarterback I really love. Uh, I, uh, two other guys that I like this week, I like Kyle Allen uh, off the break, coming back. I think Steven Sims is going to be back in the slot for the Red, for the Washington football team as well, which will give another offensive player, for Kyle Allen, to throw to. I liked him last, the last time he played as well, and he actually had a decent game with a couple of touchdowns, ran for some yards as well. And the other guy I look for a bounce back this week, I know he had a very disappointing Thursday game um, 10 days ago against the Atlanta Falcons. This is a game where Teddy Bridgewater and the Carolina Panthers, they get McCaffrey back and they're going to have to put up points. I think this game is going to be a shootout. And I like Teddy Bridgewater having a big week this week uh, at the quarterback position. Uh, My quarterback fades this week. And, you know, one's a weird one. I think a lot of people are going to be really excited to throw Ben Roethlisberger out there, but I don't think the Dallas Cowboys are giving any competition this week. I think you could see a lot of running of the football, and because of that, I'm going to take Ben Roethlisberger down a notch. I'm not saying he's not going to throw for two or three touchdowns, uh, but I think the yardage will be more limited in this game because they're just not going to have to put up a lot of points. It'll be a different game for the Cowboys, and because of that, I'm going to fade Ben Roethlisberger. And the other guy I'm fading, and it's the matchup, but as everything else that I see, I, I know he's got the running ability. We've talked about this player a lot, but there's no way I'm, I'm, I'm having any confidence in Lamar Jackson until I see him put up a game where he's actually making throws against a tough Indianapolis defense. I don't like him in this ball game. So those are two guys that I'm fading for this week, Wiz. So I'll pick up where you left off, and uh, Lamar Jackson is also one of my faves as quarterback. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just not a good matchup for him. Uh, you know, you, you got to be careful when you fade a player like this. Um I mean, he could have any one of those games where he breaks out and, um, you know, runs, you know, just on a particular play, he gets loose and he runs for big yards. But, man, the Colts are so sound defensively and the type of defense they play. They're playing that cover two, cover two defense where their eyes are always on the quarterback. And um, it's just not the type of game that I like Lamar Jackson. So I'm fading him. Cam Newton, I don't know. He's like always on the borderline. And when I look at these rankings of quarterback one, but he's on auto fade until otherwise, you know, I, you know, I, I, I see something differently. As far as who I love this week, 
Um, you have three different quarterbacks, and you mentioned uh, Deshaun Watson is, I think, a, the surest thing this week at quarterback, even maybe more so than uh, Russell Wilson or Kyler Murray. I, I just love Deshaun Watson in this game ever since uh, Bill O'Brien was fired. The Texans offense looks completely different, so I'm loving him. And I'm I'm really loving Derek Carr this week. Um you know, the Chargers have just given up big play after big play in the passing game. Bosa looks like he's not going to play, so that kind of helps, especially considering the Raiders aren't going to have Trent Brown. Uh, so um, I'm loving Derek Carr this week. And for those that are playing in super flex leagues where you could start two quarterbacks or for those that want to sprinkle in a cheap quarterback that I think could have a big game is Jake Luton for the Jags in this game. And, uh, you know, you see these rookie quarterbacks come in, they're playing against good defenses once in a while, but the Texans are not a good defense. And uh, I, I like Jake Luton, uh, Oregon State, to come in there and, and have a good game. So I, I'm putting him in as really one of my sleepers, and I'm going to sprinkle him in some DraftKings lineups as cheap and match him up uh, with a receiver that I like down the road that I'm going to talk about once we get the receiver. So that's how I see the quarterback position. Uh, I'll tell week. you, I, I don't know if you saw, but um, three – Houston Texan linebackers will not be playing in this ball game. So they, uh, due to uh, one of the linebackers uh, tested positive for COVID. So it's taking out two other guys from close contact. So they're going to be going with uh, a bare minimum at, at the, at the linebacking position. So that's an interesting choice. And, you know, let's see what it does. You know, I, it, there's been a couple of guys making some noise. Uh, I know Marquise Brown made some noise. Uh, you know, I'd like to see, you know, going back to Lamar Jackson, this player has got to be utilized more. You, you can't have a player like that catching one ball for six yards. Yes, granted, it was a touchdown, but it's really frustrating as a, as a Marquise Brown owner to have any kind of confidence in that player. Uh, and, and a guy we've talked about before, and, and this is DJ Shark, and I, I'll tell you, like I said, he, he was shaking his head back, which is not a good look anyway, uh, at, 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 um, at Minshew uh, a couple of times last week on, on missed passes. So, you know, perhaps he could be a benef- beneficiary of Luton being in, inserted into the lineup there. But get to the wide receiver stuff. You're jumping way out of the gun here. Yeah, uh, no, I am. But I'm just, I, I just feel like I said, like, you know, from an offensive yeah, standpoint. Yeah, I got Shark actually on my, on my wide receiver list. So that's why yeah, I was uh, part of the reason I'm high on, on Luton. Yeah, we'll get to the, you know, the, the fades and other stuff at uh, wide receiver. But yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think Minshew was playing through some injuries and, uh, you know, probably led to some of the disappointments for some of those uh, skilled players uh, for the Jags, I think, so far this year. All right, so uh, let's let's move on to the running back position. Uh, sorry, yeah, running back. Yeah, okay, so... Yeah, so uh, running well, back, I'm going to give my two fades first. Um, I'm fading Ezekiel Elliott and Melvin Gordon. They're almost two auto-fades for me every single week. Um, Elliott, it's a combination of his... Yeah, something's not right injury-wise, his lack of desire, his play on the field, his fumbling issues, uh, combined with playing against Pittsburgh this week, I think he's going to struggle. I wouldn't be shocked if you see at 11 o'clock on Sunday morning that Ezekiel Elliott doesn't even dress for the game. Uh, so if you have Ezekiel Elliott, um, hopefully you have Pollard uh, on your team. He could be getting in there. And I think at this point, if Pollard got in there, he probably would play better than Ezekiel Elliott. Um, just more more versatility and could do a few different things. So Elliott and my other fate is Melvin Gordon. Uh, he's on the wrong side of that duo in terms of ability. I didn't like 
signing. I don't like anything that I've seen from Melvin Gordon. I think if Philip Lindsay could just stay healthy, he is going to be the clear-cut running back, and I know you've mentioned that as well. So those are my two fades, Elliot and Gordon. Uh, here are some running backs that I love. Um, one that is not in the top, you know, not considered running back one, I don't think, but I think he has a chance to really finish in the top ten this week is Antonio Gibson. Uh, I like the matchup against the Giants. Uh, I like how many how much volume he got the last game before the bye, you know before their bye week. So I think coming out of the bye week and what I saw the week before the bye week, I'm loving Antonio Gibson this week against the Giants, volume wise, everything. So I, I think he's going to have a good game. And then I'm going to give two running backs that aren't probably even in the top 50 that I think these are DraftKings specials. Uh, they're not kind of guys you're going to pick up and start in your fantasy game unless you have 20 running backs on your roster that either hurt or have COVID. But um, Jordan Howard, believe it or not, for the Dolphins, I think he's going to get the volume in this game against uh, Arizona. So I, for a DraftKings really cheap player, I like Jordan Howard. And then I know there's tremendous enthusiasm for those that have um, – Chase Edmonds, they've been waiting for this moment where Drake is out of the picture for the next couple of weeks, or at least this week. And, yeah, Chase Edmonds is, is, is rock solid. I'm not going to give that running back out. I mean, that's like, you know, hang, you know low-hanging fruit. But I'm going to give that, you know, Benjamin. I think he's a different runner than the other two, certainly a, a different runner than Chase Edmonds. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he got, a, got in there, got some volume, even maybe had a rushing touchdown. So Antonio Gibson, I think, is going to finish in the top 10, and Jordan Howard and Eno Benjamin, who aren't even ranked probably in the top 50 or 60, I think they're going to you know, do something in the games uh, this week. So that's what I got at running back. Yeah, it's interesting with Howard because he's been a, he's actually been a healthy scratch for a number of weeks in a row. So, you know, given the injury to, to Gaskin and playing against Arizona, who we know has a lot of prowess on the offensive side. So I think, you know, Miami's going to have to be able to run the ball effectively. Uh, I know they got that... Uh, uh, fullback Patrick Laird, he probably will get a few touches as well. Uh, Soleil is another player, but yeah, I think I think Howard's going to have to be the guy this week. I, you know, for 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 Miami against Arizona, so it's an interesting pick. I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to dispute what you're saying. So uh, I like I like what you're saying, and I'll, I'll pick up on where you left off on, on guys I like. And Antonio Gibson was on top of my list as well. Uh, I like as you said the way he finished out the week. So I'm not going to repeat it, but he's definitely a running back that I that I really like this week. Um, it's funny that you mentioned Ezekiel Elliott because I have Pollard on my list. I think no matter what happens in this game, whether Elliott is dressed for the game and plays, or if you don't see it, I think Pollard is hungry guy. When he gets in there, he's got some burst. And like Wiz has said, I don't like any I, – I just the, the, the body action is not good on Ezekiel Elliott. So I'm playing Pollard this week. I think, I think even if Elliott is active, I think Pollard's going to have a more active role in this game. Um the last guy I like this week, uh, and we've mentioned this player a number of times before, I don't think Josh Allen is going to be able to play in a shootout with uh, with uh, Russell Wilson. I just don't see it. Uh, so I think there's going to be some controlling of the line of scrimmage a little bit more in this ball game. Seattle doesn't exactly have an all-star defense. Uh, they are getting some players back. Um, you know, Snacks Harrison will join this defense at some point in time. Not sure if it's going to be this week, but... Zach Moss has been a player that's been coming on for, for the Buffalo Bills. And I think if you want to play keep away a little bit from Russell Wilson, running the football with Zach Moss is the way to do it. So I like Zach Moss again in this game um, to kind of continue to 
be the more of the fantasy producer in the Buffalo Bills backfield. Uh, guys, I don't like this week. I'm going to continue to fade players that play against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, and that's Alvin Kamara. Uh, they're playing outside this week. There's some rain in the forecast. I think there's, you know, you got Breeze coming in banged up. You got My- uh, Michael Thomas trying to come back. I know Alvin Kamara has been, the, you know, probably the top player in the NFL this year, lines uh, uh, yards from scrimmage, but I don't see it happening in this game. That's the player they're going to stop. And Todd Bowles is a tremendous defensive coordinator. They will seek to stop Alvin Kamara. And my other fade this week, because I just, you know what, I see a little bit more of, of Le'Veon Bell getting in the, in the ball game. I think this is going to be a passing game. It is a big game from Patrick Mahomes and his receiving core against that young secondary of Carolina. So I'm going to fade Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I just think, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm just not confident in the player. Uh, in fact, I'm entertaining in the league, actually benching him and, and, and putting in you know somebody else that I have on, on the bench that I think could be more effective. So those are the two running backs that I'm going to fade this week. Very, very interesting. Very interesting. All right, so you're going to um, start it off at wide receiver? Yeah, yep. So two guys I'm going to fade. Uh, it's a player that I own in multiple leagues. I just don't like the matchup, uh, and, and it's A.J. Brown this week. Uh, I know A.J. Brown has been extremely effective since he's returned, but the Chicago Bears have been very stingy against receivers and just overall. So I think this could be a challenge for, for, um, for A.J. Brown this week against the Chicago Bears secondary. And the other guy I'm fading is going to be Mike Evans. Mike Evans, when the receiving core is completely intact, and then you're going to sprinkle in Antonio Brown this week. Uh, that's the guy I'm going to fade. He's just only had really strong games when, when those guys haven't been on the field. So uh, in terms of volume, it'll drop a lot, and I just don't see him having a big game in this one. Uh, for guys I like, um, you know, a couple of guys just coming back from the back of the pack. Um, number one, Sterling Shepard, since he's returned, uh, has gotten 18 targets. He's actually been the, the better wide receiver between him and Slayton. But I like Sterling Shepard in this ball game. Jerry Judy, last week he got 10 targets. He only connected four times. This week he goes against Atlanta inside the Dome. I like Jerry Judy this week. I talked about that Kansas City-Carolina game being a big passing game. Robbie Anderson goes over 100 yards in this one. Uh, he'll be effective and they will be necessary in this, in this ball game. I'm going to go with a different Jacksonville receiver. I think you'll see LaVisca Chenault on a lot more action this week. Jacksonville Jaguars, he had a couple of games early on in the year. He's kind of disappeared recently, but that's a player that I really, really think will have a much better ball game this week. I think they'll look to utilize him. They're coming back from the bye week. He is definitely a viable weapon for this team. So that's a guy kind of coming back from the back of the pack. And I mentioned the last player, and I think he's going to be back playing this week. And if he does play um, because of injury, I like Braxton Berrios if there is no Jamison Crowder this week against New England. Braxton Barrios is a play Monday night against the New England Patriots for the New York Jets. That's if Jamison Crowder does not play. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, to your point about A.J. Brown, yeah, I mean, the Bears just really shut down opposing receivers. Uh, they, uh, you know, just they're they're – they, you know, they they just really cover them well. I mean, they kind of make other players, the others kind of beat them. So, I, you know, as much as it pains me to admit it, considering that uh, I own A.J. Brown, uh, that, yeah, this is this is not an easy matchup. So I could see that. Um, let me go to the, the some of the receivers that I have some views on this week. Um, 
you know, rarely do I give a guy that's in the top five or six and say, yeah, I love him. But I'm just going to say one thing about Diggs this week. I think Diggs is going to be the number one fantasy receiver in football in week nine. I predict Stefan Diggs is going to catch double-digit passes against the Seahawks and one or two touchdowns as well. So uh, I think Diggs is a must-start in every fan, in every DraftKings or FanDuel or whatever you're doing. I think he'll be the number one receiver this week um, in fantasy football week nine. We'll see how that plays out. We'll talk about that on Tuesday if I was right or way off or, or close or whatever. But Briggs is, uh, is just, I think, going to be just unstoppable this week against the Seahawks. I agree completely about Jerry Judy. Um, it just seemed like the connection maybe was off between Locke and Judy, and then they had some other guys at quarterback playing 10 targets last week. This is a terrific matchup for Jerry Judy. I couldn't agree more. Um, I like two receivers on the same team as you do, but just different guys. You like Robbie Anderson. I like DJ Moore. I think with the routes that DJ Moore is now running, I think he's going to catch a lot of passes in the game against Kansas City. So I'm loving DJ Moore, but I wouldn't be shocked if it was more of a Robbie Anderson day, but um, I just my preference is DJ Moore, and I, and I think DJ Shark is going to have a big game against the Texans. Uh, I know you know you you talked about Chenault. He's going to be a terrific player. He really is. But I just think this is a game where. Shark's been like a little banged up every week, questionable, doubtful. He's missed some time. The bye week, I think, is going to do him wonders. And uh, I'm going to go with that Luton-DJ Shark combo on a lot of my DraftKings lineups and hope that they hook up. So those are the receivers that I'm loving this week. Amari Cooper, I know I don't like to fade this player at home, but he just kind of looks lost and you know, without Dak out there, as a lot of the Cowboy offensive skill players do. But, um, you know, I, I think that a lot of people don't even have Amari Cooper in the top 10 or 15 anymore. So it's kind of, like, difficult to say I fade Amari Cooper when he's probably ranked around 20. But I'm still not confident in that player. And, and to your point about Marquise Brown, I, I'm just – not liking him in this matchup. I understand what they want to do. They want to, you know, how he's he's saying he needs to get the ball more and he's this kind of player. And it may happen. I just don't think it's going to happen this week. So I'm feeding Lamar Jackson. And I think along those lines, I'm feeding Marquise Brown as well, that wide receiver. Yeah, interesting. You know, I, I don't want to beat, beat a dead horse with this point, though. But, you know, it is amazing when you think about where we started the season with this Dallas Cowboy offense and where we are now. Just just, just absolutely incredible about face on uh, on the confidence against this team. Uh, you know, like you said, playing against the Cowboys as a defense, you wouldn't have done it, you know, five weeks ago. And now you're, you're licking your chops with that kind of matchup. It's just crazy. Just absolutely crazy. All right. Yeah. So let's uh, let's move to tight end. And why don't you lead us off there? Yeah, my tight end thing is going to be kind of quick. Uh, just one that I'm loving and one that I'm fading. I've had a good, I think we both have, um, but I think, I'll, you know, when we've had some predictions on Mark Andrews, been on the money this year, a couple of fades on him. But this week, I'm loving the player. Uh, I think he's the one player in this offense that is going to do something against the Colts. Uh, I think where he roams on offense is where the soft spots are, where the Colts give up some plays. I mean, uh, last week against the Lions, I think TJ Hawkinson may have caught seven or eight passes. I'm liking Mark Andrews. I'm loving Mark Andrews, actually, this week. I think he's got a chance. 
outside of maybe Kelsey to be the, the number one, you know, he'll be a top three tight end this week. I think he's a must start. So I'm loving Mark Andrews. And I'm saving a tight end that every week I look, every week he's in the top 10, and every week it's a pedestrian box score. So I am fading once again Hayden Hurst um, for the Falcons this week against the Broncos. It's an okay matchup, I guess. You know, anytime Atlanta's playing at home, you know, you'd like to have as many of their skill guys. I don't know. Ridley may miss the game, but I don't know. I just don't think the value of Hayden Hurst equates to a top seven, eight guy where I see him ranked almost on a weekly basis. So I'm loving Mark Andrews, and I'm leaving Hayden Hurst. What do you got at tight end this week? Okay, I'm going to go to the guys uh, th- that I like first. Uh, w- one is, uh, you know, we-, we talked about that Atlanta-Denver matchup. Uh, I-, I like Noah Font this week. A lot of targets last week. I know there's been some worries about Albert O taken away from uh, from that. Now, Tim Patrick does come back this week, so uh, you'll get some receiving help back. But-, but Font is being focused on a lot in this offense. And, you know, he's just got great speed after the ball. Atlanta's defense is absolutely terrible. So I like Noah Font this week uh, in, in a big way. Uh, the other guy, you know, we talked about the offense, the Houston, uh, you know, Wiz did. He likes uh, Deshaun Jackson, uh, Deshaun Watson, excuse me. And I agree with him. I think they're going to come out uh, ready to go and roll this week. And they're going to get a tight end back, and that's Jordan Akins. I actually dropped Mike Kosicki in one league because I'm tired of watching his one catch or no catch games. And I picked Jordan Akins up, who was really making strides before he got that concussion, and then he had an uh, ankle injury on top of it. I just think he's a young player maker in this offense who they like and watch. I, I I'd rather go with a quarterback that I have confidence in right now in Watson than a guy like Tua, who I think there's going to be inconsistencies there, and I just don't have confidence in Gasicki. So I like Jordan Akins to make some noise in this offense this week. And I just have one fade this week and at the tight end position, and I'm just... I don't know. I just have a feeling in this game, uh, I just see a big Henry Ruggs game. Uh, I, I'm going to fade Darren Waller this week. I think, I think to, to Wiz's point, uh, I do like Derek Carr. I think they're going to get the ball down the field a little bit more in this game. So I'm going to fade Waller a little bit. I think you see sometimes he has these games where he's not as much a part of the game plan. I think this will be one of them. I look for Henry Ruggs to actually have a big game this week. Um, so I think Derek Carr and the Raiders look to get the ball down the field to their receivers a little bit more. And that's the only reason why I'm fading Waller a little bit. I'm not saying he's not going to catch five or six balls for 50 yards, but you know, more of a pedestrian game. And I look for the receiver to have a bigger game in this particular game. So let me just comment on a few things uh, that you mentioned. As far as the Texans tight end goes, there will never be a podcast where you hear will hear me say, I love a Texan tight end, or I will fade a Texan tight end. I have the, the worst luck at analyzing that tight end situation. Weeks that I love Aikens, Fells has a big game. Then Aikens misses time, and you, and, and there was a, a league that we're partners in, and we were looking our chops to pick up Fells. I think you picked him up in as many leagues as available, and he takes a donut, zero for zero, without Aikens in the lineup. Almost unbelievable. So I have terrible luck guessing which tight end it's going to be. If I pick up Aikens, it's Darren Fells' week. If Aikens is out and I pick up Fells, he catches no balls. It, it doesn't make any sense to me. So I am 
I am completely flummoxed at the at the tight end situation with the Texans. Um, I will say though that I was surprised that in one of your deep deep sleepers, you didn't get out your boy Will Disley, who may actually do something in what could be a really high scoring game against the Bills. So, uh, I, did you did you give a look to Disley this week, or what was your thinking about? Uh, the Seattle tight end situation. So, so Greg Olson has no designation uh, on the injury list, and that's the only reason why I stayed away from it. Fair enough. Yeah, I, know, I just know the guy that I, I should mention, um, Logan Thomas. I think that he could have a, a decent game against uh, against the, against the Giants as well. So, uh, without further ado, if there wasn't anything you wanted to add, I guess we're going to the games this week from a wagering standpoint. So. Uh, go ahead, have at it. From a point spread of the games, sides, the totals, how many games do you like, and uh, who are they? Okay, I like four games this week. Um, I like the Washington Redskins coming off the break against the Giants. Uh, the Washington football Oh, yeah, sorry about that. The Washington football team. I apologize for uh, my insensitivity. Uh, but, yeah, they're laying two and a half points against my, my New York football Giants. Uh, but, like I said uh, a couple of days ago, I think the Washington football team is the team to beat. Uh, in this division, they're coming off a break. They're getting some people back. I really like them this week, laying two and a half against the Giants. Um, I think Denver's going to come back off that off that big win this past week. Like I said, I really like this offense. I see Drew Luck getting Drew Lock getting some confidence. Uh, they're getting four points in Atlanta. I, I never really have a lot of confidence in Atlanta. I don't think Ridley's going to be playing in this ball game. So I like Denver getting four against the Atlanta Falcons uh, on over unders fifty two and a half. Last week, the Raiders played in, in that lousy weather and that slop in Cleveland. Uh, they get back to their home stadium this week against a high-charged Los Angeles Charter, Charger offense. Wiz also mentioned that he likes um, Derek Carr this week. 52.5 points. I like the over in that ball game. And finally, I think this is my lock of the week, actually. Sunday night, I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers blow the doors off of the New Orleans Saints at home, laying 4.5 points. I think this game is going away. 17-20 point win for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Very, very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, you know, when I look at the Falcons, I know you like you like Denver this week. Uh, Falcons are a four-point favorite at home, and you look at their record, and you're just thinking, boy, they're two and six, and how easily, easily this team could be five and three or six and two. And uh, you know, I, I have to commend them and give them credit. Uh, you know, every time it just looks like they're. You know, they're ready to roll over the season. I mean, they had lost some of the worst games, and then they went into Minnesota, and they absolutely destroyed the Vikings. And then this past week, you know, it looked like maybe it was, they were going to just call it quits, and they won on the road, and they, they won that game against Carolina. So I don't know how the game's in. I have no view on the game. But um, just, you know, Atlanta, I like how they're playing, that they're they're playing hard, and I uh, have to give them credit because uh, they really could have rolled over. Uh, the two games that I like, I did. I mean, I just like two games. The first one is the Seattle Seahawks laying three at Buffalo. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks have won ten games in a row, playing in Eastern Standard Time. I saw that. Yeah, and they're playing at Buffalo one o'clock. So I'm predicting Seahawks win, and they keep that streak rolling. It's a really unbelievable stat. So I'm loving the Seahawks. And then my other pick is a pick that is probably not going to be shared by many. But just follow me here for a second. Last two weeks, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they go on the road and they win that exciting, thrilling game 
against the Titans. Last week, they go into Baltimore, and they win an unbelievable war and battle against the Ravens. Third game, road game in a row. Look who they're playing. The Dallas Cowboys, who everyone has said has quit, they're down to their fourth-string quarterback, a giant favorite, and I am going to go with the Dallas Cowboys as my pick to cover the spread and keep this game very very close. What do you think about that one? <laughs> Who's quarterbacking? Do we have an answer yet? Uh, Gilbert, I think, is quarterbacking. I mean, I, I, I don't know. You're a braver man than me. That's what <laughs> that would be my I, 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 I just think this is one of those games where the Steelers are not going to be motivated to play. I could be wrong, and I may come on here on Tuesday and say, boy, what a fool, 45-zip Steelers. But I have just a different feeling from watching football all these years. I just don't think it's going to happen. I'm liking the Cowboys. I'm looking at the spread. It's over. To, it's up to 14 and a half. I'm liking the Cowboys to keep this game close against the undefeated, undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers. So we'll see how that goes. And uh, let's get the player props here. Uh, you know, you look at this thing and, uh, you know, uh, you enjoy looking at it and studying it and breaking it down. So in terms of player props, go ahead. How many do you like and uh, what are you feeling strong about? So it's quite interesting at the quarterback. We, we, we have two tremendous quarterbacks that are kind of vying for a race for touchdown passes. And that's Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson for this year. Okay. So, I look this week, and, and the odds of them throwing more than two and a half touchdowns this week, it's plus 115 for Mahomes. It's plus 135 for Russell Wilson. I'm going to throw one more into the mix. I don't know if I'm going to parlay this whole thing or play each one uh, 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 separately, but you mentioned Deshaun Watson. I'm in the same view. I think he could be the number one quarterback this week. I really do. Uh, plus 170 for him to throw more than two and a half touchdowns. So I think two out of three of those guys are thrown for at least three touchdowns this week. Uh, like I said, I might parlay it or just play each of them uh, separately. But those are three picks that I really like this week. Staying with the quarterback position, uh, the one guy that I really like this week uh, to go under because he's going against that Chicago Bear defense, uh, Ryan Tannehill, 250 and a half yards. I like the under in that one. Okay, uh, moving right along, uh, David Johnson at running back. Now, one game this year, David Johnson has run for over 75 yards, just one game. Uh, the over-under for his rushing yards is 74 and a half. Like I said, I see this being more of a Deshaun Watson game, so I'm going to fade David Johnson, 74 and a half yards rushing. Uh, I like Zach Moss, like I said, over 35 and a half yards passing. And Wiz has talked about this before, but Daniel Jones, uh, I think we got to look at the matchup. This week, they play a very difficult front seven in, in the Washington football team. 19 and a half yards rushing. I really, really like that. It's, a, it's just one of those picks that, I, you know, he'll be on the run because of the, just because of the way the game will shape up. Okay. And last one, just the last one here, is in that Carolina-Kansas City game. Robbie Anderson, over 70 and a half yards receiving. I like that a lot. I think he's the guy that's going to be a beneficiary of this being a high-scoring ball game. Interesting. So let's see. I'm going to put my money where my mouth is, and I'm going over Jake Luton, 240 and a half yards passing in a game where there's going to be offense. I mean, you know, if you're playing against the Texans, 
you're going to have to put up points. You're going to have to throw the ball. And I think he's going to come out and he's going to do that. And uh, I think I think he's going to be okay in this game. So I'm liking him over 240.5. I'm with you on the Carolina thing. And I'm looking right now. And by the way, that, game, that line is, is looking suspicious to me as well now. That line is down to 10 points in a game where Carolina loses at home to Atlanta. Now they're going to Kansas City. And the line is doing nothing but going down. I don't know. I'm I'm worried about that one. I mean, from the standpoint of Kansas City, uh, the line looks, it just looks something suspicious about it. But I, I watched the way DJ Moore was running his patterns last week, and Teddy Bridgewater was not throwing him the ball when he was open. And Berrios, what you mentioned earlier, caught a lot of passes last week against Kansas City, and DJ Moore runs those same kind of routes, and he's a much, much better player. So I'm doubling down on DJ Moore. Over four and a half receptions and over 60 and a half receiving yards. And then the last one is just a, a wager. The difficulty about this wager is you're going up and maybe against one of the top five players in football in the wager. But it's a bet that has won Every single time. Under Alvin Kamara, 48 and a half yards rushing. And look, Kamara may end up getting 75, 80, 90 yards of offense. But if it is, I just think 60 or 70 of it is going to be in the passing game. And I just don't understand how the line is 48 and a half yards rushing. He's not going to get 50 yards rushing against Tampa Bay in this game. I just don't see it. So as much as you don't want to play against Kamara, he they completely stifled him in the first game when it was at at New Orleans, and I think you're going to see something similar. And the way they've been running that offense, he runs a lot of patterns, and they probably aren't going to give him the ball that much. Even if he gets 12 yards, 12 even if he gets 12 carries, he's going to have to average over four yards a carry to to win that wager. So I'm loving under. Alvin Kamara, forty-eight and a half yards rushing. Yeah, I'm not going to. I'm definitely not going to disagree with you because, like I said, I think this is oh, this is a runaway train against the New Orleans Saints this week. I think Tampa beats them over the head, uh, and I think they'll be playing from behind. And the result of that, like to your point, yeah, Alvin Kamara will probably catch a bunch of balls. He may he may catch nine, ten balls in this game, uh, but he's not going to do it from the rushing side. I would definitely agree with you, which is you know that's kind of where I faded him as well. And last time they played, twelve rushes, sixteen yards. So, and he did have five catches for fifty-one. But I can see a similar type of output from from him. And again, this that game was in the dome. This one's outside. There is a chance of rain in the ball game as well and I just think does it that doesn't fare well for him so I think it's an interesting choice and like you said it's been a very safe bet to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against whatever running back they're playing against yeah I mean it's been I think it's I think it's you know every every game that Tampa's played uh if you've bet under against the opposing running back you've cashed I mean so I just think this line is way out of whack. I, I know he's a great player. Um, and, he, you know, you play against him at your own peril. I get that. You know, any given run, he can explode for 30, 40 yards. I, I get that. But I go. I have to go by what I've seen, how the Saints utilize the player, and the way that over and over again that Tampa Bay defense with those athletic tremendous linebackers who could run what they did to Aaron Jones, what they did to Alvin Kamara in week one, and what they've done to every single opposing running back, I just think 48 and a half is, is, is way too high. So 
That's what I got at player props. All right. And like I said, I'm going to point this out again. Last weekend, we had some really rough weather. There is not a single game that will be played with temperatures below 60 this week. So I'm going to say it again. I think this is a game to take a look at some of those over-under lines, which I actually have not scrutinized enough of. I got to look at it. I did pick one of them in my top picks. But this week, like I said, every game above 60 degrees at game time. So, and there's no rain in the forecast. I think there's five games in domes or something like that. So I predict a very big offensive week in fantasy football this week after a little bit of a uh, pullback last week because of the weather. So I think that's something. Before we go, I just wanted to ask you about one thing, your thought on one thing. The great Christian McCaffrey makes his return for Carolina this week. Um, So if you have Christian McCaffrey, you're playing him. I mean, there's no way you're not playing the player. Uh, But I guess what I'm asking is, what do you think his usage will be? And what do you think the result of his performance will be like, do you think he comes back and he's immediately a top five guy, which I could see, uh, you know, or, or, you know, or maybe, you know, they don't give him the full workload or Kansas City really keys on him. I mean, you, you, if you have, if you have Christian McCaffrey, you've been waiting patiently or in my case, not patiently for five or six weeks for the player to come back. But what do you think the bottom line is going to look in his box score come up? Come Sunday night. Yeah, I, I think Christian McCaffrey touches the ball twenty to twenty five times in the ball game. I really do. Um, I know. Um, I, I know Matt Rule actually spoke about Mike Davis and how well he played and and making sure that he continues to get touches, which I would argue is something that 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 I was concerned about for a couple of years. The amount, the workload that Christian McCaffrey was actually getting you know, was somewhat concerning. He's not the biggest guy in the world. So, but I think this is a player with 20 to 25 touches will be extremely, extremely effective. Uh, I have full confidence in the player. I look at this game as being a shootout. He probably, I I would argue he'd be more effective as a pass catcher in this ball game, but I'd have full confidence in throwing Christian McCaffrey out there this week. No, no, no question about it. All righty, good stuff. So but I'm, not, but I'm definitely, not. I'm definitely excited about football this weekend. I, I think we're going to have a high-scoring weekend. I, I really do. There are some interesting players, opportunities. I, I, I would cut to you a couple of situations I want to ask you about, Wiz, before we, uh, before we leave here. Um, uh, Los Angeles Charger running back situation, Indianapolis Colt running back situation. Um, what are your thoughts on those? two situations in particular because uh, I know you know Josh Kelly was really looked at but you know Justin Jackson had a monster game last week and Kelly was almost designated uh, demoted to number three last week I want to ask you what you think there and I know all three of those guys got stuck their noses in there we both loved Taylor last week and lo and behold Naheem Hines and and Jonathan Wilkins both end up scoring in that ball game just a complete shocker I'm, I'm curious how closely uh, scrutinized you'll be looking at these particular situations as we uh, as we head into week nine yeah, I, I think I think the I think that the, the situation with the Chargers would have been um, a lot more a, a lot more of a headache and a lot more you know to try and unravel um, you know in a, in a normal in a, in a normal situation. But it looks I, you know I don't know what the latest is. I think Tremaine 
Pope is 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 not going to play uh, with the with the concussion. I think he's listed as doubtful, so that's the last thing I saw. So I think it'll be back to the two-headed monster. But Justin Jackson has just been terrific. He he has just been terrific when given the chance and he's played. And uh, so I would have complete confidence with Justin Jackson. The only thing that would become frustrating is, is in the past when they've gotten down there, they brought in Joshua Kelly to be the goal line back, but he hasn't really, you know, he hasn't, he hasn't, you know, he, it seems he was doing better when he was spelling Eckler than when he's now in this situation and getting more of a workload. So I'm confident with Justin Jackson. It becomes much more of a headache if Pope is actually the suit up, but Justin Jackson clear. And the only thing that could get in his way if they give Kelly the um, the the goal line touches. As far as the Colts go, my goodness, I, I don't know where that came from with Jordan Wilkins, but it looked like it was like a planned thing. I mean, it doesn't look like um, Jonathan Taylor got hurt and missed so much time, and then they were forced to go to Wilkins. It looked like they really had a plan to use Jordan Wilkins. I have both of those players in multiple leagues, and honestly, I'm lucky that I have decent a decent enough roster that I could afford to sit both players, but um, in most of my situations, I'm just going to take a wait-and-see approach and and sit both players. But I think if you're counting Jonathan Taylor out at this point, you're going to be wrong about that. Uh, I think that he still will be a big factor down the stretch. Maybe not a wonderful matchup this week, but the schedule for the Colts is very, very good after this week. So, for this week, I'm going to take the wait-and-see approach and see what the usage is, but I would not be shocked if, like, I don't know, Jonathan Taylor gets back and gets the lion's share of those carries. But for this week, it is a sure headache to try and guess what's going to happen. And then the last thing I'll ask you is uh, Antonio Brown. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people that went out there, picked up Antonio Brown. I think we're going against him in one of our leagues. Uh, what is your forecast for Antonio Brown in his return to the NFL? I think, I think you know, I know a lot of people think that he's just going to come in there this week and he's going to just be fantastic. And I know Bruce Arians popping him up. He looked tremendous in practice. He looks great out there. But look, it's one thing when he had that situation, he came back with the Patriots and uh, they were playing the Dolphins, I think, in that game. And they were a tremendous favorite. And the kind of game was me, Colts, you know, the Patriots just dominating the division. This is such an important game. That said, I think they'll have a series of plays for him. He'll play in there. I expect he may play around 25, you know, plays, something like that, 30 plays. But the guy has missed so much action. His first game of contact, I doubt he's going to be out there every single play. So if you have better options uh, and you're not desperate, um, I know, um, you know, uh, Helping the guy in your league, uh, JB from Cape Cod, who's who's uh, made a tremendous comeback from a slugger start, and you know he has him. Uh, and uh, actually, he's playing you this week, right? Yes, he is in, in that league. And uh, and um, yeah, you guys both got off to great starts. You had Rogers, he had Adams. Um, but like you know, I think you got to kind of take this game in in this type of situation, the importance of the game. I, I just think it's too risky. So unless you're desperate, unless you just have guys that are hurt, bye week, COVID, and like 
you got to try and hope that Antonio Brown in his limited plays is going to do something spectacular, which he very well could do. But you, you try and guess these things on like educated guesses on how much the usage of the player is going to be out there. So I would suggest that everyone kind of like take a wait and see approach, give him a week under his belt uh, with contact and then send them out there uh, the rest of the way. So unless you're desperate uh, and, and just need to put them out there, I would, I would take a wait and see approach. All right. Awesome. So we covered a lot of ground today uh, covering week nine. I'm excited for football. It should be lots of fun. Like I said, I think a big offensive week is upon us, uh, but I wish everybody well. Uh, we'll probably be back at you on Monday uh, discussing that Monday night game. And uh, Wiz, I wish you a good rest of your football Saturday for college football today. So beautiful day out there. Enjoy it. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. Wiz, have a great afternoon. Thanks, you do the same.